0: <laughs> and, yep, it's on. It's cool. on right now. Can I get my cold off? Can you help getting up there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I got it. Uh-huh. I like it. Uh, so okay, unintentional. You put your hands on your knees like that. Can I ask you guys some questions about your mom? Yes. My mom is pretty. She's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and me and my mom like to dance together. <laughs> my mom's that. That good at dancing. My mom laughs when people fall. So when she's driving, she gets mad at every light and she's like, "Come on." What makes your mom really happy? Um, when we be good in the morning and all day. Yeah, when we share toys. And I really be good at school all day. What makes your mom sad? When I don't listen, and then she gives me a consequence. What? Are some things that mom always says? Get um, your yes. shoes on when we're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Don't touch that. I tutied. Tootied. <laughs> tootied. <laughs> ah, you can get up. My favorite thing to do is my mama's mom talk. It's like about secrets and stuff. She's really nice and we love her because she's the only mom we ever had. Yeah. My mom's my hero because when she's around me, I feel protected. <laughs> <Thanks, mommy>. One, <Everyone laughs> two, happy, 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 I love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. Mwah. Mwah. you mamas out there are being spoiled, pampered, loved on, and just maybe you had breakfast in bed this morning, or maybe you uh, locked the door and said, leave me alone, Uh, whatever your preference might be. Um, I hope that you are just the queen of the day. This week has been one of those crazy weeks for me that has not been about me at all. Um, which kind of stinks, um, but that's okay. Monday morning, I took Aaron to the airport and he left with some other men from Life Church and they spent the week in Haiti doing um, mission work there and had an incredible time. They, um, I think that you probably will be hearing more about this trip and will be having opportunities to go to Haiti here soon. Um, But then he flew in to Miami and left the team. They came back late Friday night, early Saturday morning, however you want to look at it, about 2.30 in the morning. Um, Aaron arrived in Memphis and is spending the day with his mom today. Isn't that sweet that I let him do that? Um, (laughs) He is actually speaking this morning, probably here at about 30 minutes, at um, his mom and dad's home church. So he is not off, he is actually working today, um, but loving on his mama. And then Ava and I held the fort down here at the Cole home, and um, it was four soccer games in four days, and it was just crazy. Wednesday night when the tornado came through, I was at the soccer fields. Yes, thank you very much. Um, they won all four games undefeated, whoop, whoop, whoop. and uh, shutouts at that. My highlight was Thursday at the game when my daughter, who plays defense, um, and defenders very rarely score, but she scored from midfield. Kicked it all the way in, and we just, yeah, woo! It was quite a moment for this mama. And then we had a game early yesterday morning over at Arrowhead, all the way over in Heartland, which they won, but then the rest of the day was all about her, all about her. We had to get ready for prom. She went to prom with Marcus Van Hoof. The Van Hoofs go to church here. So um, it was nice that she was able to go with a good, godly friend. And um, they had a great time. I have no idea if it went well or not. Um, She was still asleep when I left this morning. Marcus, you're a brave man for being here. Um, But it has just been one of those weekends, one of those seasons that it is not about me. And that happens a lot to mamas, doesn't it? It can happen where it can go by weeks, months, years, where it does not revolve around you at all. Well, I have an opportunity for you, if you need a break, if you need a moment, if you need some time to yourself, come and join me Friday night and Saturday morning. This Friday night and this Saturday morning, we are having the IF gathering here at Life Church. It's just for you women, It'll be out there in the hub, and we have got some phenomenal speakers lined up for you. If you have not bought your mom a gift yet, go out and buy her a ticket. And say, yeah, we thought about this weeks ago. She won't know the difference, she'll just be glad that you are wanting her to go and spend some time for herself. Now, my message this weekend, I wanna start with two questions I have for you. The first question is, who was your role model growing up? Who did?" Who was the person that inspired you? Who did you look up to and think, wow, that person is amazing, I want to be just like them? And then the other question I have for you is, what did you want to be when you were growing up? What did you want to be when you became an adult? For me, I, wanted, I looked up to these two girls. One of them is Laura Ingalls Wilder, you may have heard of her um, from the show, Little House on the Prairie, but she was actually a real person. She um, was a pioneer and just amazing young, young girl that grew up to write her life story about being pioneers. And then Anne Shirley. Anne Shirley was a character in a book series called Anne of Green Gables, set in Prince Edward Island. And I thought these two girls were incredible. They were just spunky, and they were strong, and they were adventurous, and sassy, and independent, just full of life girls. And I looked up to them so much because they were the complete opposite of who I was. I was shy and quiet and fearful, a very true introvert. I would get nervous and scared that I would have to present in class or... Um, Or have to answer a question in class. I just wanted to be in the back corner hiding and hoping that no one would notice me. What I wanted to be, I wanted to be a nurse. I thought, oh, how much fun would that be to wipe the fevered brow and and just, you know, just to wait and help people in their moment of need. And so I went. My seventh grade year, they opened a new hospital in my hometown in Springfield, Missouri, and I was like, Mom, you've got to sign me up. I want to be a candy striper. So if you don't know what a candy striper is, they were basically teenage girls that would go and do volunteer work in the hospital. So I was a candy striper from seventh through ninth grade. In seventh grade, it was fun. It was cool. You got to wear the cute little uniform, and um, I had a great time eighth grade, Eh, not so much. By ninth grade, I was like, I am not going to be a nurse. These people whine all the time. They're always sick. They always need something. What is the deal with these people? And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be a nurse. That is not who I am called to be. So I kind of floundered the rest of my time in high school. I just didn't know, and I got tired of always being asked, What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do with your life? I don't know. Stop pressuring me. I just had no clue. I was literally just like, I don't know. So my senior year, they had an elective class that they offered for the first time. And it was a interior design class. You got to literally lay out a floor plan for a house, design it, and decorate it. I loved it. I was like, yes. This is what I am called to do. This is who I am. I am all about this. So I went into college with my major being interior design and architecture. And it was about the end of my freshman year of college that I figured out that is not what I am called to do. Way too much math. Not my strong suit. So I kind of was floundering yet again. And now it's college. Now it's serious. The hours cost dad money, and it is like you've got to figure this out now, and I just didn't know what to do, so I went in to go change my major to be a teacher, to education, because I didn't know. I just had no clue. I thought, well, you know, I kind of like kids, maybe, sort of, that might be something to do, so I called up my old youth pastor's wife. They had just recently moved to Manhattan, Kansas. And I called her and I said, Sherry, I just don't know what to do. And I just poured out my heart and laid it all out there. And she asked me a question that has forever changed my life. She said, Tammy, have you thought that you might be called into full-time ministry? And I sat there on the other end of that phone. And I thought, do you know me at all? (laughs) Have we even met? hello, I am an introvert. I cannot sing. I do not play the piano, and I am not going to speak in front of people. (laughs) Because that's basically all back then in the early 90s that a pastor's wife did, or a woman in ministry. There just was not a lot of opportunities. And I thought, there is no way I am called into ministry. She is just crazy. And I just kind of floundered, but it kept coming up and it kept stirring and it kept just messing with me. It was just always there in the back of my mind. So I did what any teenage college student girl would do. She called her best friend. And my best friend at the time was um, a guy that you all know here. He spoke for um, One Day to Feed the World uh, just back in February and his name's Matt Wilkie. And Matt was a freshman at Evangel University and I remember calling him in his dorm and being, Matt, And I just spilled it all out, what Sherry had said. And he goes, well, why don't you just drive over to Central Bible College and walk around? Go to a class, go to chapel, see what you think. Such a practical guy response, isn't it? Just go figure it out. Just go over there already. So that's what I did. I ditched class the next day and um, went, parked my car, and got out of my car and started walking around. And I knew. This was home. This was where I was supposed to be. A peace flooded over me that I had never experienced. All of my questions were still unanswered. I still had more than I did before. But I knew that this was what I was supposed to do. This was where I was supposed to be. And there was a reassurance in that. Books have always spoken to me. They have led me on journeys. They've inspired me. They've challenged me. They've changed me. And this winter, because it's still kind of winter outside today, um, but back in April, I started reading a book by Joe Saxton called The Dream of You. And this book had me all tangled up in a mess by the end of chapter one. And I knew that I had to change my Mother's Day message to this message today because see the dream that I had had for myself growing up it changed and evolved so many times that I thought that maybe those were a failure that I was a failure those dreams had made me a failure because none of them panned out but it turns out that he took each one of those dreams and he's using them today you see I am a nurse I am a nurse in the greatest hospital on the planet, the local church, where every week people come in these doors and they are hurting and they're wounded and they just need help. They need to meet the ultimate healer. And I am so thankful for this church and for the local church. I am an architect. I was able to when we were building this building, designing this building, laying this building out to look at the floor plans, to look at the design boards and not be intimidated. He took that portion of my life and used it and knew that I was going to need it for this time in my life. And I was able to fight and help figure out how we could get 12 individual fully enclosed stalls in the ladies' restroom. I remember them thinking that I was crazy and there was no way. And I said, oh, but there can be a way. You're going to figure it out because it's going to happen. And it was one of my shining moments designing that bathroom for y'all. I am a teacher. I am so blessed to be able to take women on a journey. Every semester I do a life group where we take the word and we devour it, bite sized pieces and I teach women how to not be intimidated by the greatest love story ever told. And I love that. I love seeing the lights come on and women being able to take the book, the Bible, the greatest book, and apply it to their life. I like to think of myself as a pioneer. Coming to Wisconsin, we knew no one, and everyone thought that we were crazy back home. They had actual bets on us about how long we would last here. They didn't think we'd make it a year. We pioneered, we came up here, and I'm so thankful that we did. I am adventurous. For my personality, I'm adventurous. I love taking women all around this world and showing them places where Jesus needs to be and letting them be his hands and his feet on mission trips. It is so much fun to see women connect and be able to grow and let the Lord use them. So today, if you have lost sight of your dream or your dream is being challenged or you're thinking, Tammy, you have no idea. My dream is completely gone. It's destroyed. It's a heap of ash. There's no way that I could live that dream out. I want to challenge you today to look at that dream again. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you about how you might regain that dream or how that dream may be rebirthed in you today. I think in order to do so, you have to understand what your Creator, your Father, says and believes about you. How He sees you as complete even as you are right now. You are complete to Him and that you are completely His. I have seven ways that I want to share with you really quick um, that you are completely His today. Because see, He knows right where you are on this dream journey of yours. And I want to help you see how he sees you today. First, you are completely God's masterpiece. In Ephesians 2.10, Paul says this, We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one, Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. He knows you. He knows all your thoughts, all your talents, all your gifts, all your dreams, all your desires and abilities. How, you ask? Because he placed them there. The seed of the dream that he gave you was formed in you when you were in your mother's womb. He knew you then. He knew you and designed you just the way he needs you to be. You are his greatest masterpiece. Number two, you are completely forgiven. Ephesians 1.7 says, Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. You are forgiven today. You need to stop reliving the past. You need to stop looking at all the mistakes, all the wrong turns, all the failures, all the faults, and all the what-ifs, and you need to focus what he has for you, what your future has, what he has designed for you. You need to place all of those mistakes at the foot of the cross and give them to him today because he has totally canceled it out. He has forgotten it. You see, there's only one person that wants you to keep reliving the past, to keep carrying around that hot mess that you like to keep bringing back up, and that's the enemy of your soul. Because he knows that if you're looking back, you're not looking forward, and the forward is the future that Christ has for you. So you need to live in the forgiveness that he has for you. You need to accept the riches of his grace today and move forward. Number three, you are completely a new creature second corinthians five seventeen. now if anyone is enfolded into christ he has become an entirely new person all that is related to the old order has vanished behold everything is fresh and new see once that you can finally accept that you are forgiven And that you can move on past that old identity that you had, the old life of sin, the old religious works, trying to please God, the old relationships with with the world, and the old mindsets. Once those are all gone, you are completely new in him. I like to think of it as um, a caterpillar. When they create the cocoon, the cocoon is like just the life of sin that you had before. Once that caterpillar breaks free of that cocoon, what are they? They're a beautiful, new, fresh creature, and that's how Christ sees you. He doesn't see you as the caterpillar. He sees you as the butterfly, completely emerging fresh and new in him. Number four, you are completely strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6.10. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with the strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. If you are facing trouble or you're feeling weak today, or the circumstances around you are troubling you, I want you to say this verse out loud. Memorize this verse. Post this verse in your car, on your bathroom mirror. Make it the screensaver on your phone. This verse should be the one that you reach to when the world is coming in at you and you are feeling weak because you are not weak you stand victorious today because of the force that flows through Jesus flows through you today think about that for a moment how strong you are in him how much that he cares for you that he supernaturally infuses you with his strength that is amazing he loves you that much number 5 you are completely accepted in Christ Ephesians 5, 1 says, For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the Anointed One, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for you. When people come against you, when people try to belittle you, or take you down, or delay your dream. Remember who accepts you and who wants you fully, no matter what. He accepts you. He adopted you. That's how much he loves you. He accepts you today, just as you are. You don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to change yourself. He accepts you just the way you are. number six you are completely loved with an everlasting love Jeremiah 31 3 God said I've never quit loving you and never will expect love love and more love we live in a world that is constantly looking searching and wishing that they could be loved He is the one that is longing to love you. He is the one that accepts you. He is the one that freely loves you through the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. He tells us to go out and to love others just as he loves us. You are loved today with an everlasting love. Last, number seven, you are completely overtaken with blessings. Deuteronomy 28, verses 2 through 6. You will experience all of these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you will be blessed. And I say, yes, yes. Yes and yes. I don't know about you, but I want to live my life completely overtaken by the blessings of God. I want him to heap blessings on me in all that I say, every conversation and every interaction with my family, with my friends, with the community. I want him to heap blessings on me in all that I do, in my home and at my job. I want him to heap blessings on me Where I walk, wherever I go, no matter where I'm at, I want him to bless me. I want you to remember today that no matter where you are on this dream journey, if you're living the preferred dream that Christ has for you, or you are living an altered dream, one that has had to change and morph because of circumstances, know that he has not forgotten you. Know that he has not forsaken you, but that you are complete in him today. He has you right where he wants you to be, and he is with you. Don't ever stop dreaming and letting him create in you a new dream or restart the old dream. The journey isn't over. You are complete in him, and he is made complete in you. Now, I would like it if every woman in the building today would stand with me. So if you're in middle school, or if you're smack dab in the middle of life, I would love for you to stand with me today. Come on ladies, stand up. Let's give them a hand. You all are amazing. I want you to know today that you are strong You are smart, you are beautiful, and you are complete in him. Let's pray. Lord, Father, God, I thank you for each woman in this place. I just pray that you would bless them today from the very top of their head to the very soles of their feet. May they feel your presence in their life today. Walk with them, guide them, direct them, love on them today, I pray. Heap your blessings on them Let them feel your everlasting love. Let them know that they are a new creature in you today. Give them strength beyond themselves and use them in a mighty way. I thank you for each one of them. In your precious name we pray, amen.